You wake up in the morning, you smoke a cigarette, you have a cup of coffee, you smoke a cigarette, you get in the car, you smoke a cigarette. We're often just not aware of what we think and what we feel before we act. So my answer to Jane was to be willing. And one of the ways I showed her to do that was with an exercise called, I am having the thought. So one of Jane's thoughts before she had a cigarette was, I'm feeling a lot of stress right now. I really need a cigarette. So I asked her to add the phrase, I'm having the thought, like this. I'm having the thought that I'm feeling a lot of stress right now. I really need a cigarette. Then I asked her to add the phrase, I'm noticing I'm having the thought. So I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that I'm feeling a lot of stress right now. I really need a cigarette. Now, we can all do an exercise like this when we have any kind of negative thought. Like for my thought, that I'm boring all of you with my talk. And I'm, I'm having the thought that I'm boring all of you with my talk. So what this exercise did is it gave me a little bit of space between me and my thoughts. And it's in that space that I can choose not to run off the stage in front of 1,500 people. And the fact is, we don't act on every thought we had because if we did, we'd all be in a whole lot of trouble. So this was helpful to Jane, but there was something else that was really difficult for Jane. And I felt a lot of compassion for her about it. And that was the judgment that she felt from people when she would be outside smoking a cigarette. The criticism from her husband for being a smoker and the self-loathing that she developed uh, about smoking. And she dealt with this shame by having a cigarette, which gave her relief temporarily until the shame came back. So I said to Jane, what would it be like if we tried to honor this feeling of shame as part of the human experience? If you had a close friend who was feeling shame about smoking, I said to Jane, what would you offer this friend as words of caring and kindness? And could you then offer those words to yourself, Jane? And she looked up and she had this look of this temporary respite from the shame, which made it just a little bit easier next time not to act on the craving. So here is the secret to self-control. The secret to self-control is to give up control. Because otherwise, we get into a tug of war with a monster, a craving monster. And the craving monster says, come on, smoke a cigarette. Come on, have that cookie. Come on! And you're on the other side saying, no, Craving Monster, I'm going to distract myself from you. I'm going to ignore you. No, 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 no. And Craving Monster says, no, no, come on, you know you want it. And you're just back here, and you're going back and forth and back and forth, and pretty soon the Craving Monster overpowers you. You have that cookie, you have that cigarette, until the Craving Monster comes back. And then you're in the tug of war again, doing what we've learned how to do. Unless unless you drop the rope. And what you discover is if you just allow the monster to be, to occupy a space in your body, you discover in a few minutes that the craving monster is not as threatening as he appears. And sometimes he even 
goes away. As we break for lunch, we're going to have choices of what to eat. When you see them, try to be aware of the cravings in your body. Try to be willing to have those cravings. See if they pass on their own. And whatever choice you make, try to bring a spirit of caring and kindness to yourself. For that is the mountain that we are all climbing.